definitely back. We're back. For 25, we'll have something in the works, a little bit maybe, an idea for the 25th anniversary uh, 25th anniversary of let's, let's tease it a little bit. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but um, I don't know. What do you think the odds of, of our plan working out are? I would say like a good 70% if we can make it happen. I think 70, more, more than possible. I think 60-40. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we're not going to say too much more because, you know, we don't know. But here we are back at it again. It feels like it's been a long time. You know, we've been facing some struggles on the pod a little bit. Um, we've been trying to kind of figure out how to build ourselves. And we've tried things and audio's messed up and video's been good. But that's been challenging. And I think I think we have found a, a happy solution coming to you. Um, soon, but what do you think, Mike? What do you think about all these like trial and errors um, here on the G30? Where are you at? I mean, I mean, mentally, I feel like I'm where I was at at the start. I'm still very motivated to keep pushing, and even just for our sake, like getting this out weekly, it's just sort of like a testament to us paying attention to the team. Yeah. And you know, as a as a content creator, like this isn't my first time doing something like this. Like it's hard to stay consistent when things aren't going your way. But, you know, we're resilient. We have yeah. a good group of guys here at the G30, so we just got to keep our head down and keep going. Agreed. And maybe we might be doing some expansion and asking for some help um, with other avenues of content soon. So we'll check that out. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not my first rodeo in content either. The most important part is consistency, right? So that's good. Speaking of building and, and building, yeah. being able, getting your mogul shit on, Mike, look at that giant fucking case of of yerba mate back there can you tell us a story about that so if you guys have been following the podcast even remotely just little by little i am now a yerba mate ambassador and what one of the perks is with coming along being an ambassador is that i get to pick up these cases and get to share it with you guys directly the galaxy family and people that necessarily don't know what yerba mate is so if you see me at the tailgate if you see me anywhere see me at a game stop by we'll get you a nice yerba mate <laughs> We'll get, a G30 you, sticker. we'll get you nice and, uh, you know, energized before the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's like if coffee doesn't work for you and you still, like, don't really like soda, like, I feel like this is a very easy hey, medium. Do you, we got to get Legit holding one of those, man. Since he's, Dude, he's no, the for Mate real. King around here. He is the Mate King. <laughs> Only if Pavon was. Oh, Pavon. you know what? I heard a rumor about Pavon going to um, Marseille. Just about an hour ago. Seems That's like not, a bit. Yeah, I wouldn't put that too far. Who's in Marseille right now? Drini played in Marseille for a little He's bit. From Marseille, yeah. Um shit. They have they just signed an American kid. Um I can't remember his name. I will research that when you're talking next time. Uh, <laughs> but they just signed an American kid and they're in like a rebuild phase. So Pavone possibly heading to Marseille. Marseille. I, I just want something to happen so we can stop talking about it again. Mm -hmm. Somehow we always find a way to come back to it. We all miss what, that, you know, that excitement. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think we're seeing some new excitement around here. Mm -hmm. um, let's recap that Dallas game. It's unfortunate we didn't get the shutout, but we got a 3-1 victory with goals from Cabral, goals from Ravalotion, beat Cabral to the punch, and mm -hmm. the one and the only man of the people, Ethan Zube. Um, oh, the goal, God, the goal bat. The goal bat, the as goal he's bat. been talking yeah. about it. 
Um, what are your impressions, man? As as you us you kind of being the Cabral um, analyst here on this show. Mm-hmm. What do you? Let's break down that goal. Like he got it in. Hopefully, um, you know he builds on some of that momentum. But mm-hmm. what are you thinking about it? Break it down. I mean, I feel like it's a perfect time to capitalize. It it wasn't a great goal by any means, but you need one to open the floodgates a little bit. So like you said, it's more of just a build momentum goal. I feel like he looked a lot more comfortable than he has in previous weeks. And um, I feel like the position he had played in the Dallas game is where he needs to be playing and he needs to be around people that can service him well. Cheech doesn't have the best service. So, you know, I mean, that could be an issue. He's been but, uh, he's been passing well. He's you know it's more about his movement, but yeah, he's not gonna like pick Cabral Cabral out with like those Vasquez mm-hmm. little dingers like over the top. Yeah, of no. I feel like I feel like we benefit benefited without having Cheech because it gave these guys like the it gave them the platform to sort of like relax their game a little bit. It's like let's get something working, get something new in the works that you know we haven't seen. So I mean, as as the coach, I think Vanny has a lot to consider now with. You know, not only Revolution, but Cabral getting on the score sheet as well. Yeah, so we have a major, major battle. I was engaging with people on Twitter last week about it kind of after. Uh, we are seeing the—let's go with that, the decisions Vanny has to make, right? Let's start with the back line. Um, Nick DePew is making a big case for himself in the back, and people are noticing. Derek Williams is available for selection in the next game. I'm assuming after the 10-day break, Sega Koulibaly will be good to go. But Ryan Ravalotion, I have a thought about him at center back. I will come back to, but he has showed he can play there too, and that's a testament, again, to Venny's selection of utility players, which is huge. Um, in a pinch, Ravalotion can play center back, and Sega can bump out right if Araujo is not there. So we have a massive, massive battle on the back line. Who's your back four? Um, how at, at its healthiest, I'm gonna go for the fullbacks via Fania and Araujo. I feel like that's sort of non negotiable at this point. Even Fisher or even Sega could play at that right back position. Um, but my two center backs right now would be Depew and um, Revolution. I mean, in his second game for the Los <laughs> Angeles Galaxy, he not only found himself a goal. Put an inclusion into the team of the week. Tell me that isn't something special. Not in, like yeah. not in his primary position. Okay, so let me go to that. Let me go to that because I both goals. So when we got when we started getting scored on against SKC, which was just an ass of a game. Like we were fine, we were good. It just didn't break our way. Um, that first goal came from a ball over the top of Ravalotion's head. His positioning wasn't great, and it was the same goal on. Mm-hmm. With Dallas, so I don't know. I th- I mean, there's a case to be made. Um, let's pause there because let's let's hold Revolution in this conversation right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we have to think about the midfield. Cabral and Grancer are going to be the wingers. They're not getting moved, right? They could be playing shit, and they yeah. would not be. What moved. do you do in that midfield? You have Efra Alvarez. You have Jonathan Dos Santos. You have Sasha Kleshton, you have Victor Vasquez, you have Sebastian Legette, and you have Ryan Revolution. What? Who? How do you make that decision? What do you think? Um, I feel like a non-negotiable name, and I feel like it might be a little bit too 
quick to just play like you just can't ignore Ryan's presence at the moment. So I feel like either if it's in the back four in the midfield, he has a spot in mode. Okay. So, so your your con would. sorry, your concern is putting have giving Ryan a starting spot. Okay. So let's let's hold no matter on. Where. Okay, so let's hold on Ryan. Let's assume mm -hmm. he's gonna play the six like he was brought okay. in to do. Who's his <laughs> partner? Who is the attacking midfielder? The attacking midfielder would be Legette. And the other midfielder, as much as I don't like him, it would be Jonathan. Jonathan, not not Vasquez. I don't think Vasquez. Effort couldn't do it. You could maybe throw Sasha in there. I like Sasha. I think he'd be great over Jonathan, but I know that's not how the cookie crumbles are on these parts. So, realistically, Ryan, JDS. And Sebastian attacking. You know what I would mm -hmm. like to see? Mm -hmm. This is maybe possibly controversial. I would like to see Legette and Ryan and Vasquez in the hole. That I think would be That bad. would be nice. I'm concerned. The last game, they were playing, well, the last two games, they've played Seba really, really deep. And I think we talked about that last time. And it's like, my man. Yeah, we're like, damn, he can't, uh, can't get a yeah, starting man spot can't get anywhere. anything going. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think Ryan stays in the back line. I think it's great that he could play there. If you're asking me, uh, I kind of want to see Sega and Depew. Um, or mm. Sega. Or, I'm sorry. Or, ah. Uh, you know, okay, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to put Villafani mm. and Araujo as wingbacks, and I'm going to say Williams, Depew, and Sega. Let's Jesus. go. Three men. Five at the, three, three at the back with two wingbacks. I, I can see it happening. It wouldn't be the furthest thing to, you know, uh, fall if, from the tree. If you're just, if you're putting your best players on the field, like, that's it a, has to be. That's a three-five-two. But what do I know? I'm not Vanny, and that's crazy, and it's pretty oh, yeah. uncommon. Actually, Seattle's kind of playing that, and it's weird. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So let's see. Let's see. It would be Sega, Depew, and Williams. Williams, and Viafania, Araujo. Okay, so three, five. So then it'd be Jonah, Ryan, <laughs> Vasquez, and then Cheech, and then Zubak. Dang, so in that well, formation, you're forgetting, Cabral, you're, you're forgetting Cabral and Grancer. They don't have room, bro. Wingbacks. No, dude. Count 11 people. Three, three two. Three, That's two, five. two, one, two. That's 11, buddy. Okay. But, oh, so you're doing that, like, that, that three... Three two like the little diamond up top. You I said three. You said three five two. Yeah, three. Yeah, okay. The the, five in the, the midfield defense, and two. The defense with the wing bat. This is why we're not coaches. Yes. <laughs> Someone clip this. The, <laughs> the defense with the wing backs, Ryan mm -hmm. and Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, then I would throw Cabral and Grancer and Cheech tucked in. Cabral, Grandiser, and then Cheech tucked in. <laughs> I get. You know what? I think it would be interesting either way. Either, you know, like, I think, You're not saying that's tease. You know, that's what I'm you know. Yeah. Um, I don't Someone clip that, though. That's this, really funny. This is stupid. Um, all right. Let's. This is I'm why like no doing like. To. Yeah, no one listens. <laughs> this is why no one listens to it. Um, Love you guys. I listen. I'm just kidding. No, it's good. We have a healthy, a healthy group. Thank you guys. Tell your friends though. We need to grow this a little bit. Please yeah, tell bro. somebody. Come get a sticker. Hey, come get a sticker and a mate. <laughs> Straight up. We'll put Straight stickers up. on your mate. Instant collectible. 
Um, all right. So let's talk about this Zubac goal, man. He, everyone was like, that was a Landon Donovan goal. And it kind of was because he waited. He like waited mm. for the goalie to fuck up and then he like dinked it in. Um, are we seeing the rebirth of Ethan Zubac? I hope so. As much <laughs> as I like to clown on you know, him, as much as I like to be like, you know what, you fuck up. I feel. I feel like it'd be great for him to finally see some good first team minutes, like some healthy first team minutes. Productive you know? more than anything, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I hope he stays productive. Uh, I don't think he's as bad as, like, people say. He, he's just an easy target. He's just an easy target. That's all it is. I, you know, and really, you know, he kind of won me over this week with his, like, how many, How I think the Nag Boys, one of them, were saying, like, how much for a signed jersey or whatever, or or how many likes for a, a tattoo of of Golbat with Ethan's face on it? Right, Ethan was engaging, the team was engaging. Hey, thank you, LA Galaxy, for engaging with us too, by the way. But yeah, um, I love you guys. <laughs> if you guys already couldn't tell, yeah. But um, he he seems great. I don't. I still don't think he's gonna be a starter. But if we can start to see that impact off the bench, that's good. Do we still need another striker? I don't think so, man. I, I just think at this point we'd be stock loading people. It'd just be like, all right, we have a striker just to have one. We, we at, at our worst, we can call Augie Williams. We have Zubak. We have Cheech. We have Cabral. There, there's no need. We have so many people that are versatile and can play different positions that I feel like if, let's say, we were to bring in Kamara, it would do nothing. I mean, we have so much talent that we could directly – have a hand in producing and, you know, not being like, oh, shit, we let him go. So, yeah, I think there's no point. Yeah, I think we're kind of crossing that point where, I mean, if you bring someone in too, like at this point, you shatter Zubak's confidence, right? He's scoring. He's like, I'm getting, you know, I'm doing something. And then like you bring in a guy over him, you shatter him and Augie rather than kind of um, maybe investing in their futures. If you would have asked me three weeks ago, do we need a second striker? Absolutely. Yes. I think Ethan's been very yeah. hardworking. And I think it's interesting that Greg shat on Augie in the press conference and was like, my man needs to work. He like Ted lassoed him. He was like, I'm going to bench you and then like play you next time. And I think mm-hmm. Augie had some good looks. I think Grancer had him for a goal, but Grancer being Grancer and growing in his confidence, he's looking a lot like Alessandrini. Someone, I was thinking it, and then someone said it on Twitter. He is looking like, no, I want to take the ball and cut in and shoot. He had Augie for a sitter, but I kind mm-hmm. of like, in a game that we were winning, I kind of liked that he was like, fuck Just it. Just go for it. Shot. So the forwards mm-hmm. are producing, and I think it was a big statement game. Um, and it makes me a whole lot less concerned with um, the absences of Jonah and Ephra and Legette now and all of these people for the Gold Cup. And we're getting our starting defenders back. Honestly, circling back to that, I think we go back to Araujo, Williams, Viafania, and it's either going to be Sega or Depew. And I'm fine if they switch off. Like, in my mind, they're both real. I like them together. Healthy competition. Yeah. I like them together because they're both willing to, like, press with the ball and, like, push, and they're comfortable. That entire back line, more than anything, is starting with Bond, it's impressive how comfortable they are with the ball at their feet, and I, that's really refreshing. They look for a pass. They're not booting it. We're not doing GBS ball, so that's that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see that changing. 
did you see that Bond Techers where he like did the cutback? Yeah. Unbelievable. That is, that is some <laughs> championship grade football right there, dude. Yeah. You don't. When the fucking that's goalie, not Todd. That is in you. When the fucking goalie like breaks your ankles, you know you have you have something special. Just go home. Just, Just go, home. go home. So that's great. Um, the goalie, the online bullying, as we joke in in Galaxy Twitterverse works. The goalie jerseys are on sale in the store they're expensive as shit without stars but expect that to change but to me that that showed um that people were listening and honestly i'd like to talk a little bit about the wednesday game experience i am a big fan of midweek games um obviously it's fun to have a full packed stadium but there's something intimate when it's like half full and everyone who is there wants to be there in the middle of the week yeah and it's really fun the atmosphere was popping i ran into manny from the galaxy outlaws shout out to manny that's awesome um and it was cool to see people i saw la soccer hub again if you haven't been to a midweek game i highly recommend it um it's a lot of fun so that was good we got the win we bounce back from Sporting Kansas City, and it looks like we are set up to kind of peak. The summer's always tricky with the tournaments. Uh, not peak, I should say, but I guess gain gain momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, we're missing healthy amounts of players for the next four or five games, three to four games at least, and you know people start getting knocked out of the Gold Cup. Uh, they trickle back. Yeah, they'll start trickling back, but the matches, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Saturday, July 17th, the Galaxy play Vancouver Whitecaps. Then, um, let's see, then Wednesday, July 21st, again, another Wednesday game. They play Real Salt Lake, which will be cool. Again, in, so that's interesting because Vancouver is playing at Rio Tinto in the elevation in, in Sandy, Utah. Salt, that's Salt Lake's home, right? So they're they're going. I'm sure they'll stay there. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a Saturday to Wednesday, they're they're playing in the same stadium, which is good. And then beyond that, on the thirtieth, let's see. Oh yeah, the thirtieth we have um, LA Galaxy Portland at home. So it's a minute until we have a home game, but we have uh, Vancouver, Salt Lake, and Portland. That's kind of shitting right now. Sorry, Roland. Dude, <laughs> Roland's gonna be out here for I the. Hope, uh, I hope Roland comes down, man. Yeah. No, nah, dude. Yeah, he's coming down. That's gonna be sick. Cool. So, I mean, we're looking at Portland, who sits in the. Uh, hold on, they sit in the ninth spot. Uh, Vancouver is dead last, and Salt Lake is sixth at sixteen points, but they have a negative four goal differential. Um, they're not the epitome of greatness. I think they're probably the best team in this stretch. How many points? Do you think, yeah. How many points do you think we walk away with um, in this three-game stretch? Vancouver, Salt Lake, uh, Portland. Okay, we lose to Portland. You think? But we pick up. Yeah, I think we lose to Portland. Like they have our number forever. Um, and then I'll say we win against Vancouver. And we draw against Salt Lake. So I think we oh. walked out with four. Four points. Okay. So yeah. four points after this next stretch would put us with 28 points. Um, Seattle is sitting at 29 now. And then, and, so it's Seattle at 29, Kansas City at 26, and us at 24. 
Um, we have a game in hand over both of them, so that's good. Uh, but interestingly enough, we are the only team in the league that has not secured a draw yet. So I think you, that's a good call, that there's a draw in one of these games. I would like to say pick up the points and close the gap um, on that Wednesday game, I think, is the extra game in hand. Um, I'd like to take those three points. I think we can beat Salt Lake um, if we stay there and we're not traveling back and forth. So that's six mm -hmm. points. And I think we actually get that random draw against Portland. And don't yeah. break Roland's heart. So I think I think we win two, tie one, and get that draw. Just statistically, I can't see it going too much longer um, mm -hmm. without a draw. That's kind of crazy. So it looks good. The Galaxy looks comfortable. We're weathering the tournament storm in the summer, man. I don't know. Uh, hey, Mike's Mike's corner. You don't know what I'm going to ask you, but let me uh, let me do this. Um, let we're going to do fancy production work here. Right now, check this out. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is great radio. Boxing bell, Mike's corner. What do you make of Messi finally winning the Copa America? I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> what do you think? I knew it. Okay. <sighs> I mean, it's about time. He's had it coming for a really long time. Realistically, they should have had the World Cup in 2014. And they should have picked something up in the span from then to now. Um, I mean, I feel like it's well-deserved. Messi, dude, and if I open my mouth on this, people will crucify me. But I, I respect Messi for who he is. He's arguably the greatest player of our generation and of all time. But I will die on the hill that is Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, me too. Um, yeah, I, I fancy Cristiano Ronaldo more. I think he is a... My my distinction between the two is I think Cristiano Ronaldo is a harder worker. He's the hardest worker in the sport. But that's not to discount Messi's work as well. But I feel like Messi's just more talented than Ronaldo. Like raw, is. like raw talent. Like raw talent. I feel like Messi just holds more talent. But Ronaldo has worked to get to where he's at. Not saying Messi hasn't, but it's just you can see it in his game. You know, like he's peak fitness at almost thirty-seven. Yeah. So. Oh no! I'm happy for Messi. Congrats, Messi! Even though he didn't do anything in that final, so more, <laughs> more so. Shout out to Di Maria. Um, yeah, good to see Di Maria get something like that. Messi had a fantastic tournament. Just didn't turn up on the day, but um, he led in assists and he led in goals. If I'm not mistaken, did you see, from Darius? Did you see that he gave away his lucky armband or whatever, and that's why that other fool kept scoring goals? Um, no way. His name. Uh, <laughs> but Messi secured the trophy by giving away his uh, lucky band. Um, that's mm -hmm. funny too. That's a funny story. Check that out if you're a Messi fan and haven't heard that. What do you What do you think about it? I'm happy for him. I like Messi. I think he's. Uh, I'm not. I like Ronaldo more, but I'm not in the like fuck Messi. Can't. I don't think you. No. Yeah. Can I don't, be. I don't like, think anyone. Yeah. <laughs> he's never done anything wrong, and in the face of being fucked at Barcelona over the last year. Um, it's 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 nice to see him I, win something. Yeah, and I think he's shown a lot of grace, and um, I'm happy for him. I am shocked and appalled and disgusted at the behavior of the England fans, though. I think we should talk about that. The abuse yeah. that Saka, Rashford, and Sancho are seeing is un is believable because there's a long history of like racial problems in that country, and um, losing in penalties. Yeah, but no, and losing in penalties, but no, no less disgusted and appalled at what, at what's going on in England. What do you make of that? 
I, it's it's a sticky situation regardless, but there's really only one answer and that there's there's really no room for that anywhere in sports, in the workplace, no matter no matter where you are. And I mean England has a very tricky history and people did, you know, spray paint stuff over Rashford's mural in Manchester and it's unbelievable. It's it unbelievable. Is, it is nice. I, oh sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. No, go for it. No, I was gonna say it's nice to see the Premier League, Manchester United and the English FA reach out and, and mm-hmm. kind of support those guys. But um, my heart goes to Rashford and Sancho and Saka and their families. And, mm-hmm. like, all of that is fucking terrible. Um, and they should be ashamed because they're, yeah. I mean, they're human beings and they're kids and they're athletes. And, like, they also, they like, stop fucking atta- like, attacking the Italian fans, too. Like, yeah, it, like... it was just it, – it put a smear on the whole tournament for me. Mm-hmm. Happy for Jorginho, bring it home, son. <laughs> Jorginho, Emerson. Jorginho, get your shit together. Who made the coldest one of all time, <laughs> dude? Against um, against those boys, dude. Just took a nice, clean penalty, but yeah. um, yeah, kind of disappointed. But it's it's nice to see the football community sort of rally around those guys because yeah. I mean, you see posts from Pogba, you see posts from you know the United camp in general. It's like, yeah, you're a soccer player, you're gonna miss, and there's big questions to ask out of those three players but of Garrett Southgate. Sancho got shit minutes that whole tournament yeah. and they were like oh yeah let's have him take a pen. Not yeah. any other guys' fault. I mean it's it's interesting. You I lose. Was, I, I was watching it in Nikki Sports which is hilarious. We were driving by and I was like I want to go to Nikki's and I was watching the game in the car and I was like oh it timed up. So like we went in and we watched it mm-hmm. inside of Nikki's which was funny in Long Beach. But um the guy there was like, what the fuck? Like, they haven't played. They're going in cold. On the other hand, like, you bring in your specialists, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Rashford has a higher probability of making a penalty than Emerson, right? Like, it's just – oh, no, that's Italy, sorry, than um, Kyle Walker. Like Henderson. Or, or Kyle like Walker Henderson or, like, one of them, yeah. Right? So, um, I, I don't know. It was super weird. But, yeah, I think the bigger story there is why did they get such – both of them kind of got shit on this tournament and mm. um you know i don't know it was never it was never gonna go easy with the england fans yeah it's crazy it's just how it's been yep 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 um it just sucks like the amount of um work that they have done in the premier league to bring awareness and and you know stand in solidarity with people who face oppression and then like the fans go and do that and then you it's shatter it huge fucking bummer mm-hmm. um yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, we're getting towards the half of the season. Um, just to recap, LA's doing really well. Um, we are doing much better than I thought we would, sitting in a cool third place um, with some points pickups to come. It's great. Mike, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, go Galaxy. Let's see the USA do well in the Gold Cup. Oh, please. And, you know... Let's try and bring home two trophies this year. All right. Two trophies would be good. A, a, a double would be mm-hmm. excellent. Um, and it would be nice to return to the CONCACAF Champions League. I think that would be a yeah. lot of fun. All right. I'm hitting the music. Mike, hit him with the sofa. Yeah. If you guys have this listened this far into the G30 podcast, you can come check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the G30 podcast. It is the G30 podcast. If you want to come check me out on my socials, you can come do that on Twitter at CFC Michael. Yeah. I am Count Trucks.
786 on Twitter. Hit us up there. Hit us up on Instagram. Um, if you have any ideas for the show, let us know. Um, if you're a listener who's standing around, we're, like I said, we are growing. Um, and we're, we're going to continue tampering with some things to try and make the pod as, as good as it can be. If you have any ideas, or if you want to hop on and, and be you, let us know. So We're not intimidated. And we will see you 